Hey, this is the Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 43. I'm Brando, I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to continue our arc of friendship with one of the more dirtbag decks in our entire group. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan, we're back again for another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? I'm good. What's going down? A whole ton. We're going to continue on our arc of the uh, friendship. Yep. We'll be crap on all of our friends' decks. Yes. Yeah. Last week we talked about Smitty and Vampiric Touch dot deck. We did some crapping and we did some gooding. It was a good deck. It's a fun deck. Yes. Uh, you but, can tell how much gooding we do because I don't have a word better than gooding. Gooding is a good word. Good. Excellent. <laughs> so uh, before we get into today's list, do we have any more housekeeping left to do? Thank you for all of our new uh, follows and shares and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, as you enter into our super sweet contest to win a Perforos package. Perforos and friends. Perforos and friends. It's got lots of Perforos related things. Things that will abuse Perforos and help you win games. I think last week we talked about it. We had it figured out where you could do like a, what was it, 140 damage in one, one go. fell swoop. Yep. It's pretty good. Only on CCO podcast will you get set up to do that kind of thing. I'm going to read them out just real quick. Real fast. Perforos, God of the Forge, Goblin Bombardment, Foil Goblin Slide, Mere Incubator, Mere Battlesphere, Furnace of Wrath, Warstorm Surge, Urza's Rage. That's one package. And then we have a Lands Matter package for our five-color budget mana base that I talk about so often. Brando says things like... Fuck the budget. Mostly. We've got a Gemstone Mine. We've got a set of ten Trilands. We've got a f- set of five Vivid Lands, and we're going to find, yeah, you know, this or that five-color land that we can also throw in as a surprise. Yes. You can post it up on Twitter and tell people how awesome we are. Yes, at surprising you. Yes, things. And, anyway. and among other things. So there's that. So we're going to go into our social media coordinates real quick. I'll just run by those while Ryan puts those cards away. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see any of the decks that we talk about today, yesterday, next week, or any time throughout the course of the show. We are commandercookoutpodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, questions, discussion topics. No nudes? Nudes. And nudes for last week because you didn't mention it. Still no nudes, Ryan. <coughs> no nudes. We're also Commander Cookout on Google Machine, iTunes, Google Play, Commander Society, EDHREC.com, Patreon, YouTube. We're getting out there. Eventually, I'm sure we're going to have a Facebook page, too. We might, by the time you hear this thing, me and Ryan are both notoriously not very good at Facebook, but I think that that might be the next step we want to take. I like Facebook. I, I... It's my, I think it's my social media platform of choice, but uh, yeah, I just never, we never done it. Yeah, I just... Continue to let us know if you'd like to see that. We've had some people say yes, we've had some people say no. Maybe your vote could be the... Deciding vote. Yes. Yeah, it's the, it's the pillar of democracy. Maybe your vote is the vote that, that turns the tide. CCO Nation, now a democracy. Ooh. Who knew? Yeah. It's not just the king and the president saying what's going on. I'm the king, Ryan's president. And, uh... That other guy's our Archduke. We didn't come up with a name for him. We probably oh, should. Kyle Schultz. Yeah, um, we should have last week because we um, he's still our number one contributor. I'll come up Kyle with something. Schultz. We'll come up with something. Yeah, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, don't even... We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll have him a nickname right away. Okay, very good. Yeah, yeah so our list today, we're going to talk about our man Joe Mama. That's He is a... How, what kind of decks do you figure in Joe builds? I think that he brings kind of... I don't want to say he net decks them, but he does kind of see a general that he wants to play, and he kind of uses, I think, maybe edhrec.com to see what goes in that deck, and then he streamlines it to taste. You know what? This is what I think about Joe. Joe is one of our uh, one of the guys in our playgroup that plays outside of our playgroup. I'm going to say competitively. Yep. Plays modern, plays standard, along with other guys like F.U. Joel, Ben, who else? I think that's it now. We've got some less less um, frequent members of the group that come, that play competitively, that come to switch it up with Commander. Joe is one of the guys that plays outside of Commander. I guess that's the important part. Yes. Which means he's competitive. He knows all the new cards, he knows all the new stuff. Yeah, and it also means that he practices playing Magic. Yes. Right? And he doesn't necessarily practice Magic in the form of Commander. He playtests Standard and Modern decks. Good on you. For that reason, when he comes to play Commander, he plays a... um, a pretty competitive game, or uh, I guess an edgy game. He's sharp. He right? doesn't have a lot of. He doesn't have a lot of just kind of do nothing decks. He plays a really good. He's a really great crush deck. Yep. He's got this Nekuzar deck. He's got um, Borborigmos Enraged. Yes. Mister Rigmos. 
I like that. Yeah. Bobo, as he calls him, but yes. he's, he's very good. That deck bends the F over to my Omnath deck. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Joe Joe will put a, a, a strategy together and go all in on it and try to execute to that plan. It's not like Smitty from last week where he finds a theme and kind of goes with it. Joe will find a strategy and go with it. Instead of, I want to play Planeswalkers, he's going to say, like with this deck, it's Nekusar. He's going to say, I'm going to wheel you to fucking death. Yes. And both uh, build pr- perspectives are, are powerful. Smitty's deck from last week was powerful. This deck is also powerful. Let's give Nekusar a read for anybody who isn't familiar with this guy because he's a dick. He is such a dick. Say, Nekusar the Mind Razor is a zombie wizard 2442 blue, red, black. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. Awesome! Yeah. I love it. It's like Call Me the Crescent Moon. Let's keep reading. Sure. Let's, let's see. Whenever an opponent draws a card, Nekusar the Mind Razor deals one damage to that player. Wait a second. That sounds way less good now. Well, it doesn't actually sound bad because it's really just Phyrexian Arena. We're going to play that card all day. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and he's a 2-4. And he's a 2-4. I said that. Oh, Zombie Wizard? Zombie Wizard said that too. Okay. Yeah. You Did you say it? he's got awesome art? No, I didn't. He looks kind of like... Read tri- the whole card again. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Triple H from that one WrestleMania where Stephanie was up on top of the Titan Tron and she just said, Ah, it's Triple H! And then he comes out and he's got the sweet skull mask on and the crazy crown and the thing. It's really cool. That's so badass. You know what it reminds me of? He kind of reminds me of like if they did a totally, totally badass remake, like a live action remake of Thundercats. That's what Mumra would look like. That is what Mumra would look like. Not old man Mumra, but like Mumra the ever living yeah. badass dude. Yeah. Mumra the badass. Yeah. That should be a card. That should be a card. He kind of also looks like that cartoon from the 90s. Not to be confused with Thundercats, Skeleton Warriors. Do you remember that? I do. Badass. I have pogs of Skeleton Warriors. You have pogs? Yes. Damn. Yeah, I have so many pogs. Oh, I don't. I never had pogs. I was never into pogs. Dang. I know. I missed the. I missed the trend. I never understood. I kept trying to figure out what they were. You know what I mean? Like everything kind of comes from something. Like all those things used to be something else. Probably yeah. and they were a game that kids made up. What the hell was a pog? A pog was a on the inside of passion or passion fruit orange and grapefruit juice containers in hawaii it was the lid the inside of the lid like the seal and people would take those out and certain brands of juice had little pictures on them and you'd stack them and hit them with something else like i'm sure it started with like a fucking rock in the stone age or something and the ones that flipped over you kept and POG is actually an acronym for passion fruit, orange, and grapefruit. Don't let people fool you and tell you it was pineapple because it wasn't. Huh. The more you know. Yeah. And knowing is half the battle. That's a 80s cartoon thing from Rhino More Stuff. Yes. Yeah. There we go. So Brando's a child of the 80s. I'm also a child of the 80s technically, but later on in the 80s. So I know about POGs and he knows about... Um, Reagan uh, and AIDS. Yeah, I guess yeah. So. I was going to say when people used to rub two sticks together for fire. I'm not that old. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, speaking of Nekizar being a total badass and a dick, should we get into the recipe? Let's just get right into it. Let's do it. Creatures, 15. 15. Plus Nekizar. Let's check them out. So we got Baleful Strix, value creature. He is a a 1-1 for 2, flying death touch, draws a card. Yeah, when he enters the battlefield. He's a sweet blocker because he has death touch and flying. And he draws you a card. If I were Jojo, I totally have ways to bounce him, but he doesn't, so F you, Joe. So, fine. Chasm Skulker, another good one. Whenever you draw a card, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. When it dies, you get squids equal to the number of counters on it. Yeah, and he is a one, one for three naturally. Yeah. So Excellent he's... card just because you're going to draw cards, and in this deck, you're going to draw cards. You're going to draw effing cards. Yeah. Clever Impersonator, he's a clone. Constipated Sphinx. We all know Constipated yeah, Sphinx. Yeah, whenever an opponent draws a card, you draw two cards on a, what is it, four, six flyer for six? Now, here's here we get into the theme of the deck. We have a Fade Unraveler. He's a 3-4 for 3 and a black. Whenever an opponent draws a card, it deals 1 damage to that player. Mm. So we're going to see a lot of that stuff. We Let's have... call that Underworld Dreams. Yes, because that's what Th- Underworld, that's Dreams, Underworld Dreams effect. Draw a card, something bad happens. We're going to talk about that a lot yep. in this deck. Jace's Archivist. Here's we're going to introduce our other keyword for the episode. 
Jace's Archivist is blue, tap, each player discards his or her hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number of cards discarded this way. That is a wheel effect. That is a windfall effect. Windfall effect. Windfall. We're going to talk about wheel effects in a second. So just for the newer members to CCO Nation, if you're not familiar with kind of how that works, is me and Brando are playing a game. I have seven cards in my hand. He's got two in his. He casts a windfall effect. We both discard our hands. I had seven. He had two. So we draw up to the most discarded this way, which is seven. That means Brando discards two and draws seven. Get effed. Yep. Uh, and Jace's Archivist is a 2-2 two, two for one blue-blue. Next we have Kami of the Butt Crack. Hey! Uh, he's a 1-3 for two with a Howling Mind attached to him. Which means you draw an extra card. Correct. We have Keterik Parasite. He's a 1-1 one, one for one black. Whenever an opponent draws a card, if you control a red permanent... You may have Keterik Parasite deal one damage to that player. So another Underworld Dreams effect. Yeah, so let's just say we have Nekuzar in play. So you're drawing, your opponents are drawing two cards. Nekuzar's red. He deals a damage to you when you draw a card. That's two. And Keterik Parasite deals a damage to you when you draw a card. So during so, your draw step, you're going to draw two, take four. Pretty good. Next up, we have Kozilek Butcher of Truth. God damn it, he's a 12-12 for 10 when he enters. If you played him from your hand, you draw four cards, and he's going to Annihilator four. Yes. He's a, I think he's just a big finisher in the deck. I don't know if he combos with them. I don't remember. I don't think I've ever seen Joe combo with this. I think that he's just like, hey, I've got lots of mana late game. You didn't die from drawing and discarding cards yet. Take 12, sack four permanents, draw six more cards. Now you're dead. Yes. I think that's how that works. I agree. Next up, we have Lore, Blo Lore Broker. He's a 1-2 two for two, one of which is blue. Tap him. Each player draws a card, then discards a card. So he's mass loot. Mass loot, and he probably, if Nekuzar's in play, he's kind of a dreams effect. Yeah, massive mass loot, and you die. Next up, we have Magus of the Wheel. I'm sure we can all guess what he does. He's a 3-3 three, three for 2 and a red. 1, red, tap, sack him. Each player discards his or her hand, then draws 7 cards. That's a wheel effect. That's a wheel effect. The difference is, doesn't matter how many cards anybody had, discard them all, draw 7. So that basically says... With Nekusar in play, everybody takes seven. Yep. Yep. Plus whatever else, plus whatever you take from discarding. Yes. <laughs> and we'll get into that later, too. <laughs> Next up, Nightscape Familiar is a 1-1 one, one for one and a black. Blue spells and red spells that you cast cost one less to cast. Oh. Very cool. And then he's got black one, regenerate him. Here's the thing. The Familiars came in the shard colors. So flip the card, flip a magic card over. The three colors that touch each other, there is a familiar for each one of those and they were originally printed from plane shift which is the set after invasion this one is particularly good because grixis zombies is actually a deck and this guy's a zombie and he regenerates excellent yeah so this is this is actually a cool card i like that yeah. one i like those familiars lots yep next up psychosis crawler he's another win condition for the deck he's a five mana star star his power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in your hand and whenever you draw a card, each opponent takes a damage. I use them to win in my Kami of the Buttcrack deck. Yeah, and remember those wheel and windfall effects. If you don't have any of those Underworld Dreams effects, but you have a Psychosis Crawler, you draw up to seven or yeah. more cards, and you're damaging each of your opponents. Yeah, so you take seven. Yeah, you don't need those other cards if you have a Psychosis Crawler, and just make yourself draw cards, because that's what you want to be doing anyways. And if you have a Nekusar, wheel. Everybody take 14? Yes. Oh. So good. Next up, Season Perverter of Truth. He is a 6-5 that looks like he flies, but he doesn't. Yeah, I think he just hovers, and he can only hover so high. Yep. And he's a, he costs 3 black black. He's a legendary creature from Crappy Gawa. Mm -hmm. Let's see how bad he is. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player loses 2 life and draws 2 cards. So you sign and blood yourself every turn. I don't mind that. I like that as a card in... Any black deck. <laughs> I think in general he might not be the best include, but in this deck, obviously, he's on theme and is quite impressive. Because, yeah, they're going to draw two, but you're probably going to make them chuck them anyways. So well, they're they they, they they're going to draw two, but they're going to draw seven or ten or whatever anyway. So it's like, hey, what's two more when I'm already giving you all of the cards for your own strategy to work? Yeah. Uh, discard them all. <laughs> I don't care how many you draw. Next up, I hate this card. Ryan hates this card. Everybody hates this card. Joe... 
Just stop playing this card. Put in Dink Mouth Infusion instead. Yes. Yeah, play that instead of Sire of Insanity, the 6-4 for 6, one of which is red, one of which is black. At the beginning of each end step, each player discards his or her hand. It's everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's sweet, and yet yeah, is kind of on theme. There's but... situations that we've crafted that, yeah. I mean, it would it it works, it's good, especially in the deck, it's the right colors, but eh. Yeah, this this is another one of those things where you got to look at the table politically. People hate this deck. People hate it. <laughs> and if you've got a 6-4 and everybody's discarding their hand, so are you. So now everybody knows you got a 6-4 and a bunch of enchantments, and everybody else is going to be gunning for you, and I guarantee you they're going to kill this thing, and then they're going to kill you. Or they're just going to kill you. It's it's going to go bad for you. It's just maybe pick something else. That's our creature. Moving on to instance, we've got 12 of them. Okay, here, here we go. Let's go through these real quick. Arcane Denial. That's a counterspell. Blue Sun Zenith. That is a blue, blue, blue X draw spell that you shuffle back into your library. And you can target anybody with that, including yourself if you have Psychosis Crawler. Excellent. Cyclonic Rift. Very excellent. Targeted or Mass Bounce. You decide. How about Evacuation? Mass Bounce. How about Increasing Vengeance? Two mana, copy an instant or sorcery with Flashback. Nice. Limdul's Vault. That's sort of a tutor, but you got to pay life. Mystical Tutor. Also a tutor. Reverberate. Two mana doubler. Spell doubler, I should say. Sudden spoiling. Oh, let's let's spend a second on this guy, because this is legit, and there's actual lots of play involved in this card. Okay, so I'll give it a quick read here. Sudden spoiling is an instant for one black black. It has split second, which means once it's on the stack, nothing can go on the stack on top of it until it resolves. So you can't counter it, you can't respond to it, nothing. You can tap mana. That shit's happening. That's it. The other thing that happens. you can do is you can actually unmorph something. When a split second spell is on the stack, because unmorphing doesn't use the stack, it just changes the state of the card. Um, some, that's some finicky magical rules. Yeah, stuff. but it is relevant because you can unmorph something that counters or misdirects stuff, yes. or you can unmorph to mill and then unmorph to make somebody draw a card, which this deck could do all of those things. Okay. Yeah. What does this spell do with, with that big, big uh, upfront? Spiel. Yeah. Until end of turn, creatures target player controls lose all abilities and have base power and toughness zero two. Seems Ooh. good if you're getting alpha striked. Seems very good if you're getting alpha striked. Seems like a it fits into the family of black wrath of god effects that we've talked about in the past. I like it because a it doesn't cost twenty dollars like damnation. It's actually uh Sixty six American cents, which is about sixty six Canadian dollars. Yeah, whereas um, Damnation is twenty American dollars, which is like six hundred Canadian dollars. Yeah, and it also doesn't cost you know seven, eight, nine mana like the Plague Winds or Decree of Pain or In Garrick's Wake. It costs three, three. Yeah. And like, yes, it's not a sweeper, but I mean, in the right situations, that's just somebody's casting that two mana Earthquake just to get rid of all the elves and save some of their own dudes. You could hypothetically sudden spoiling a guy That's right. to wipe their board We've too. We've certainly talked about the merits, the strategic merits of playing X mana sweeper to selectively kill something. This also lets you get around people who have Avacyn. Yep, indestructible things. Yep. Not anymore. So, so they land Avacyn, then they go Armageddon. And you go, ha, sudden spoiling, your lands die too. Dick face. <laughs> That's not a situation that anybody wants to be in, but I'm yeah. sure that could happen. Yeah, I'm sure that's the thing that actually has happened in life. Yeah. Okay, Shit. moving on. Yeah, moving on, we have Terminate. That's Kill Spell. How about a Twin Cast? That is a two-mana Spell Doubler in blue this time. How about Wheel and Deal? This is an old one. Um. Well, the name tells you what it does. It yes. has wheel in the name. Yeah, it's three blue, any number of target opponents, discards their hand and draws seven, draw a card. Normally that's not okay, but in a Nekizar deck, they're discarding a bunch and drawing a bunch. They're going to take damage for both interactions, yep. and you're going to still draw a card. Onslaught, look at the price tag on that card. $4.04 and four American cents. Yes. Isn't that weird? That's an expensive card it's for just what a, it does. That's just a weird yeah. interaction that that card was like, since 2002, that card was one cent. That was a penny. Pennies don't even exist anymore. Yeah. And, and and it doesn't even have the have nice art on it. Or yeah, Nekizar is printed, and then uh, poof, four bucks. Yep, there it is. Okay, just some sorceries. So, common theme there: spell doubling, controlling, like with removal or counter spells. Yep. And we're we're gonna probably get into what we're gonna want to double here, probably in the sorcery section. I bet. I think so. Let's see. I have a I have a feeling. So we're gonna start the brawl with Baral's expertise. 
that is a bounce two different things and then play something for four mana for free. How oh, blasphemous act. That is a sweeper. Chain reaction. Also a sweeper. Damnation. Also a sweeper. Dark deal. Uh, that's a wheel effect? No, that's a windfall effect minus one. Correct. Fuck, got there. <laughs> Demonic tutor. That's a tutor. Incendiary command. Oh, this is modal. It's got choose two, four modes. It deals damage. It destroys an artifact. It... You tell me. I don't know. This one's too hard for me to remember. Incendiary Command deals four damage target player, or Incendiary Command deals two damage to each creature. That's good with sudden spoiling. I like that. Or destroy target non-basic land, or each player discards all cards in his or her hand, then draws that many cards. Oh, that is not quite a wheel effect and not quite a windfall effect. I believe that effect is a winds effect. Talarian winds. Each player discards their hand and draws that many cards, however many they discarded. Right. But you can use it as Nekizar strategy, discard and draw, and it acts as a control card because you can kill stuff. Yep. It costs five mana? Five mana. I like those commands, man. They're good. Yeah, commands are very good. Next up, we have Molten Psyche. Wow, I think that's a wheel effect. I think it is, too. It's got a shuffle. Like, I'll, I'll just read it real quick. Each player shuffles the cards from his or her hand into, the, into their library, then draws that many cards. And that's Metalcraft. If you control three or more artifacts... Molten Psyche deals damage to each opponent equal to the number of cards that player drew this turn. Okay. This turn. So if you've wheeled them already and then you Molten Psyche them, that's like, let's say 14 instead of 7. That's excellent. That's an You know what? You would, you would certainly want to wheel first so they discard down and then they draw back up to 7. Like, this is a Talarian Winds effect where if they only had two cards in hand, they only draw two back. It's like a loot almost, right? right? So you wheel them, draw them back up to 7, Molten Psyche them. They draw back up to seven again. Yep. 14. Dang. 14 damage. Next up, we have Prosperity. That's an X. Everybody draws. Correct. Reforge the Soul. That is a wheel effect with Miracle. Ooh, dirty miracles. Yes. Siphon Mind. Th I like this card too. <laughs> this is um, black, three, sorcery. Each player, dis each opponent discards a card, and then you draw cards equal to the number discarded. That is correct. That's a good one. Here we go. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Is Black, it? or sorry, red, two, sorcery. Each player discards his or her hand and draws seven cards. It's expensive now. Yeah, it's like in 90 bucks. Yeah. Joe has one. Yeah, it's Joe, Mom, I have a German, like a Magic Renaissance one, a black-bordered German one. Gluckstrad. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Whispering Madness. I like this card. This, I, this I like is the, the Cypher Windfall, right? Yep. So it's uh, a sorcery, two, blue, black. Until each player discards his or her hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number discarded this way, and it has cipher, which is you once it resolves, you exile it attached to a creature, and then yeah. whenever that creature hits somebody, you copy the spell. You play it again. Yeah, that's right. So, so you could cast that once a turn, you can every then, turn. And then put it on your Baleful Strix and fly in for one on somebody with no flying blocks, and you just keep windfalling people. Yep. Keep crushing them with Nekusar. Yep. And then the last one is Windfall. Dun, 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 dun. What's Windfall, Ryan? Windfall is Sorcery <laughs> 4, blue, 2. Each player discards his or her hand and then draws cards equal to the greatest number that e that any player discarded. Yeah. There we go. So we got Wheel. We got Winds. We got... Windfall. Windfall. Jesus. So you recognize the theme here, and we've already looked at some of the things that uh, assist you in winning when you go down the path of making everybody discard and draw. And your commander actually punishes your opponents for drawing and we're making them draw all these, all these, all these, all these, all these cards. So when we get into the enchantment and artifact section, we are going to look and see exactly what's going to do it for us. So if we go into artifacts first, there's 12 of them. Okay, let's check them out. We got Crawl Space. That is, um, let's not as many creatures attack you. Yeah, only two for, creatures can attack you, so it protects you. Yeah, for three mana, right? Yep, tries to stave off the hate. Okay. Font of Mythos is a draw spell. Gilded Lotus, it's Ramp, a, ramps you. Rock. Howling Mine is a Howling Mine. Library of Lang. Lots of people play this in our group. I'm not sure why exactly, but we do. It's got, you have no maximum hand size, and if an effect would cause you to discard at random, you can see what card you're discarding, and then choose to put it on top of your library instead of your graveyard. Yes, the reason that they play it is because it gives you an additional effect rather than just Reliquary Tower or um, or Spellbook. Costs mana, but you can discard to the top of your library. Plus, JoJo has a sick 
altered one that I did for him. It took me so long, but it came out so good. Moving right along, we got Mind Crank. It's part of a combo that we've talked about in Hirobi. It's a make the game, and it's whenever an opponent would lose life, that player also puts that many cards from the top of their library into their graveyard. Yes, so that's win condition number one with, I guess, or I guess number two after Psychosis Crawler. When we look at the enchantments section, we're going to go back to that combo. Correct. Then we got a Sol Ring. We, everybody knows Sol Ring. <clears throat> Spellbook. Cut it. Yep. Cut Spellbook. Swiftfoot Boots. We all know Boots. Tefri's Puzzle Box. Tefri's Puzzle Box, I think, because it's a repeatable windfall for yourself, you count that as a win con. I would it, too. It just takes a couple turns for it to win. It's it's slow win, but it's definitely a win. We have a Temple Bell. That's a Howling Mind you off the tap to make it go. And and another win con with another enchantment that we'll look at in a second. Correct. We also have Venser's Journal. No maximum hand size at the beginning of your upkeep. You gain a life for each card in your hand. And this one actually keeps you, the, the player of Nekazar, keeps Joe alive. Which is... Relevant. Yes, because he's always <laughs> got lots of cards and he's always going to gain lots of life. Now, enchantments, uh, 12. 12 of them. The first one, Butt Cheek Ascension. That's your mind crank thing. Yes, yeah, so how does, how does it work? Butt Cheek Ascension is an enchantment for one black. At the beginning of each end step, if an opponent has lost two or more life this turn, which is pretty standard if you've played Nekusar, they're mm -hmm. going to lose two just for their turn starting, you put a counter on it. Then, if it has three counters on it, it turns itself on, and once it's on, any time a card goes into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, they lose two life, and then you gain two life. And what Mindcrank does is it just mills their whole deck because, and probably kills them. Because Mindcrank says whenever you lose life, mill a card. Mill that many cards. Oh, mill that many cards. So it would be any card goes to your graveyard from anywhere, take two, 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 and your library's gone. And you're dead. Like, you're probably dead before your library goes away. Yes. Probably. So yep. there's that. Next up, we have Dictate of Crufix. It is another Howling Mine effect. We have Exquisite Blood. Ryan loves Exquisite Blood. Very much so. Whenever an opponent loses life, you gain that much life. So it turns Nekusar into a life-linking machine. Yeah, it gives of. him like life-link one. Yeah. Then we have Forced Fruition. That's whenever an opponent plays a spell, they draw seven. There's a win condition right there. Kind of expensive in that it's blue, blue, four. Enchantment, whenever a player plays... Whenever an opponent plays a spell, that player draws seven cards. Every time you cast something, you're going to take seven if Nekizar's on the battlefield. And this is a scary one, because in that seven, if you're playing against at least one decent EDH deck, what's going to happen is you're going to be gristle-branding them. Yes. So they're gonna, you're going to gristle-brand them once, then they're going to kill Nekusar with one of the seven cards they drew, then you're not going to Gristlebrand them because... You're just going to draw seven. They just draw seven. Then they're probably going to kill that with whatever they drew. To make sure they don't mill themselves. Draw seven more, and now they're sitting there with 21 cards, and your dink is flapping in the breeze, yes. and it's going to get kicked right off. <laughs> yes, I was going to say they're going to hit it with a hammer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're going to pump that thing right through the uprights. Yeah, so that thing's dangerous, but a sweet include. It's got kind of a fun picture on it, too, with a, with a neat lady. Yeah, that is a most certainly a win condition in this deck. And after that, we have it's a win condition for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to tell you who. You decide. So we've got Liliana's Caress coming up next. Here we're getting into the more wheel, windfall, Talarian winds type effects here where whenever an opponent discards a card that player loses two life yep so every time you wheel or windfall you are going to take um for this let's just always assume you're using seven you're going to chuck your hand take 14 draw seven more take seven more from nekuzar what a beating yep next up is mcgrim it's the same card basically except it costs one more i think right it costs nope. three instead of two exact same card no way no. Yeah, it does Melillion's crest costs two yes and mcgrim costs Three. Yes. That's power creep. Yes. That's what that is. Power I hate creep. everything. Mind over matter. Here, we talked about this with Temple Bell. Here is our combo enabler with Temple Bell. Blue, 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 blue. blue. There are four blues there. Yeah. Jesus. Blue, 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 blue. Two, discard a card to tap or untap target artifact, creature, or land. I love it because it's tap or untap. Go to combat. Hold on. Discard a card, tap your guy, he can't attack anymore. <laughs> Do you remember that game we played years ago where you were playing Mind Over Matter combo? And I was playing, I think it was Slivers, and I somehow managed to copy your Mind Over Matter so we both had one, and then you won the game, and then I won the game in response, and then you won the game so in response, good. and then I won the game, in, and we just kept going oh, back and forth man. to figure out different ways to win the game. Yeah. 
Oh, that, that, so awesome. That was a hell of a... But anyway, so what you do with Mind Over Matter is you chuck a card on tap Temple Bell, tap Temple Bell, everybody draws a card, and you just mill everybody out. Yeah, that's why the Eldrazi's in there. Yep. So you don't mill your dang self. Mind Over Matter Temple Bell combo actually works if somebody else has an Eldrazi in their gra- hit their graveyard. You can respond to the shuffle everything back in by making them mill their whole deck. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's 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 a tricky one. It's a very it's like a tier. I wouldn't say it's a tier one combo. It costs so goddamn much. Well, it goes. It's a very powerful it, combo. It goes in the um. It goes in the Tefri Chainveil deck because as soon as you can make infinite mana with Tefri Chainveil, you can play Mind Over Matter right. or play Mind Over Matter Temple Bell instead of Chainveil and Tefri. Kind of the same amount of mana spent, right? So here we go. We're keeping. We got propaganda. You have to pay mana to attack and that protects him. Spiteful visions. That is, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player draws an additional card. That's good. Whenever a player draws a card, it deals a damage to them. So, so I guess that's Nekusar number two. It's Nekusar on an enchantment. So you have two Nekusars in play at once. We have the Underworld Dreams you've been talking so much about. Enchantment for black, black, black. Every time you draw a card, you take a damage. Waste not. Waste not. This is, you make the card four. Yes. Yes, this was a community-made card that Wizards printed. What did the community come up with? It's a enchantment for one and a black. Whenever an opponent discards a creature card, you get a 2-2 two, two zombie. Whenever an opponent discards a land card, you get black, black added to your mana pool. Whenever an opponent discards a non-creature, non-land card, you draw a card. There's so much. In this deck, okay, you're playing against three people. You go Wheel of Fortune. Everybody discards X number of Let's cards. Let's just say five. Let's say five cards. Fifteen cards total get discarded. How many land are going to be in there? How many non-land are going to be in there? How many creatures... Wow. Yeah, this card is awesome this with card wheels, is value wheels and windfalls, right? Especially if you can crank off a few in a turn. Like Joe, when we were playing, had Nekuzar on the table, and then he goes Wheel of Fortune, Twin Cast, Reverberate. So it was Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Fortune. Yep. Everybody take 21 and discard your hand three times. Yep. And that that is what milled all of my... Till, let's finish the story. It milled all of my threats out of my deck, and then he scooped and left. <laughs> So he, that's why I was so pissed off. I was so tilted because he, like, he ruined my entire game. Yeah, he had to work at like five and the then left. But it wasn't like he's like, hey, I'm going to do this and then leave. He's like, he did it and then he waited for a couple of turns. So we'd already drawn cards and played more things and then he left. Yeah. Like, what a troll. Never do that. What a troll. Never do that. And then the last thing, the last enchantment in the deck, we have Well of Ideas. What is Well of Ideas? When Well of Ideas enters the battlefield, draw two cards. At the beginning of each other player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. At the beginning of your draw step, you draw two additional cards. And it's an enchantment for five and a blue. Yeah, so you play it for five and a blue, draw two cards. Yep. Everybody draws a card, you draw two cards. Correct. It's howling. It's a super good howling mine. Minus the inherited um, drawback to Howling Mine in that you don't get to draw a card first. when you play it. Yeah. You Everybody else gets last. the benefit before you. Yeah. This one eliminates that. Yeah, but, but it costs six. Yeah, at the premium of four <laughs> extra mana, yeah. one of which is colored. Yeah. Okay, so that's the recipe. Now, if we go into a couple of the stats here, um, <clears throat> card draw spells, 26. Makes sense. Yeah, that's lots. Uh, every time somebody draws a card, they're going to take damage. So I, I do mean, think that's misleading. What do you mean? Well, yes, you're drawing that many cards, but in the most, for the most part, you're also discarding all those cards too. And yes, you get to play the best ones. That but I think that's what's important is yeah. is if you have 26 card draw spells, you pick and choose the spells that you want to play because you're seeing so many, and then everything else is wheel, windfall, card draw to dig additionally. I think that's while it is misleading, you are just drawing instead of tutoring and then playing the best one that you can get. Right. It's the it's the the hitch in piloting the deck. That's yeah. the it's the misleading thing where people pick this up and say, Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be super fun. I'm just gonna roast everybody and then you're sitting there and you're going, Holy god damn it, like I can't I've discarded all my protection spells before I played them or I couldn't actually do that much damage or oh shit, they killed my Nekusar in response to my triple wheel effect and now they've got mm-hmm. this crazy hand or oh hell he's playing well, Gitrog think... monster now I'm fucked <laughs> <laughs> well we'll get to that when we talk about strengths and weaknesses here yes uh, targeted removal I guess what's important is Nekizar's strategy is what you want to be doing anyways yes right you want to draw lots of cards when you're in blue and black and red especially because red can't do it and red is awesome when you have sweet card advantage yeah right so 
you're you're doing what you already want to be doing. This is why people don't like Nekuzar because it's it's punishing you. It's giving you way more than what you want, and it's like punishing you for for doing it. You know what I mean? He's the uh, epitome in Magic of be careful what you wish for. Yes. Or beware too much of a good thing. Yes, yes, very much so. Yeah. Like when you drink too much beer and then fall down and hit your head, now you get a scab on your head and you don't know what it's from. Yeah, or like when you have all your buddies over and you just get too drunk too soon and you go into your room and fall asleep on your dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that, that would do it. Yeah, that might have happened to me. Who knows? Like last week. Who could say? <laughs> <laughs> Targeted removal, four. Not a whole ton, but you're making people discard lots and i mean you're disrupting their game plan so maybe you have them on tilt maybe they had a plan that you've made them discard in whole yeah. so maybe you don't need a whole lot and you, he he does make up for it in the mass removal section counting cyclonic rift overloaded you got seven wrath or kill spells that are it's powerful ramp spells zero Mana dorks, three. I th- i think that you include you could include mind over matter here because you you can't include something that costs hard blue, 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 two as a ramp spell. I know, but if you have like 20 cards in your hand, because you could in this deck, and you tap out and then discard down to zero cards on tapping your mana every time, and then cast Prosperity to make everybody draw 20-some cards, that's you could win like that. That's a win con. That's not a ramp spell. But you use it as a ramp spell. But you got to have six... And you gotta have six because there's hey, no I'm ramp d- in the deck. I'm just being um, uh, what's the uh, what's the word? Too goddamn generous. Um, optimistic. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we'll call it. You know what? The note, the note I have here: distinct lack of ramp, and no double producing lands other than Temple of the False God. Where's your City of Traders? Where is your Rakdos Carnarium? Oh yeah, but that one is that one's slow. Those are slow. They're slow, but they do it. You're the one that says budget mana base. I know. And then you're suggesting City of Traders over an Is It Boilerworks. Well, we're doing we're doing a buddy's deck. I want them to have a good deck. Where's the City of Traders? Where's the Crystal Vein? City of Traders. What's the other one? Um, Ancient Tomb. Yeah. I like Ancient Tomb, especially. Because you're going to gain life back in this deck. You know what? I you know Going back to Nightscape Familiar, I think we count that as a ramp spell. Because essentially it's like um, Helm of Awakening. Makes all your spells cost less. Sure. I like I'll that give one. you that one. Yeah. Where's Helm of Awakening? Not in here. Two mana artifact makes all your spells or makes everybody's spells cost less. Those are tricky in a deck like this because you want to keep stuff in people's hands. So I they suppose. Can discard them. Yeah. You don't like if you yeah, give yeah, yeah. some decks that benefit of everything costs one less. All of a sudden it's like, oh, oh you, baby, thanks for the seven cards, asshole. Die. <laughs> like. Yeah. Okay. Neck is our players don't play Helm of Awakening. Forget yeah. I said that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Bippity boppity die. That's yeah. how that would go. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, h- how do we play the deck? 26% chance for a one drop on your opening hand. It's pretty okay. It's standard. One out of every four games. I'm sure that's fine. Do we, would we say, hey, like, where's the mana vault? Where's the, you know, where's the commander sphere? Where's the. You know, coalition relics, the two and three drop mana rocks to to get you from like turn two three to turn five six. Like, do we do we go into that? I don't think so. On this deck, I don't think it's as critical. The only thing I'm looking at is the average CMC is three point three nine, which is a little bit below what is normal of three point five. But he's only running thirty four lands. So mm. same like last week, thirty three lands, not a lot of ramp. The difference this week being, you know, you don't the, really need a lot of. You don't need a lot because you're drawing so many cards. Exactly, you're not going to be short. You're not going to be missing land drops probably. And once you hit three, you can drop all your big spells except Nekusar. But there are Nekusar proxy-ish cards in the deck. Like you could go turn one, Kederic Parasite. Yeah, Kederic Parasite. Turn two, Liliana's Caress. Turn three, whatever Wheel of Fortune. You could do Wheel of Fortune to find something that turns on your Kedrick Parasite. Or your land drop if you're missing one. Yep, get your land drop in there. To and get could... up to Nekuzar Mana the next turn. Yep. And then you've got turn four Spiteful Visions. Now your deck's going. Yeah, I suppose. Now your deck's rolling. Yeah, yeah. You could have not done that turn three wheel and just like passed the turn. Or and... paid, played McGrim. Yeah, Kedrick I guess... Parasite, Liliana's Caress, McGrim, Spiteful Visions. That's I su- how that would go. I, yeah, I suppose that it's like uh, you get to... You get to three, and you've got action in the form of card draw, so you're not going to miss land drops, despite having only 33. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I think that it's. I, I buy. Think it's fine. I buy that. So I guess we we talked about the two drops a little bit. One out of every two games, you're going to have a two drop on turn two because there is lots of two drops. Turn three is when you start to see the action with the draw spells, but also when you start to control, right? Turn three is when you can hit your propaganda. Turn three is when you hit your crawl space. Yep. There's a whole bunch of other things like that that either stop people from playing or taxing. Like you could play cards that make creature spells cost more mana. You could play, what is, it, is it Thorn of Amethyst? Is that the... Yep, that's one. Is that the one? That makes non-creature spells cost more, though, I think. Oh, okay, that's the wrong one then. Whatever. There's some. I'm sure there's something for like that for creatures. Yeah, there's lots of different lots stuff, of stuff like that. Like look, that. At, uh, look at competitive stacks lists. You'll see lots of stuff. Yep. yep. You could play smoke stacks. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Or, I mean, you could even play something that's a little more janky, like Tangle Wire, in a deck like this. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. Once you've landed that card-drawing, card-discarding threat, you play Tangle Wire so that they can't untap their stuff, and they're just drawing and getting hurt and discarding, and meanwhile, you're... Sculpt in that hand. You've got a bunch of draw extra, draw extra. Tangle Wire is the fading one, right? Yep. Tangle Wire is an artifact for three, fading four. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player taps an untapped permanent or tapped untapped artifact, creature, or land he or she controls for each fade counter on Tangle Wire. So keep stuff tapped down for the amount of fade counters on it until you have had time to find a wheel effect. Drop something that damages for drawing or discarding something. It just slows everybody down a little bit. Yeah, so like, like, that in here. like Propaganda does, like Crawl Space does. So these three drop control cards that he's already playing, if you want more, maybe Tangle Wire is where you find them. Yeah. And then on turn three, like if you go turn one, Cataract Par- let's not use the Parasite, but like turn two, Liliana's Caress, mm-hmm. turn three, Tangle Wire, you're probably tapping down every permanent they have. Yep. If they went want land rock land, you're probably tapping down everything they got, and yep. they're drawing an extra card. They're probably going to have to discard stuff now. Yep, which is good with Liliana's caress. And you know what else I like? I just thought of uh, collective restraint is just like propaganda, except it costs one more mana, so blue and three creatures can't attack you unless they pay X for each creature, where X is the number of basic lands you control. Ooh, it's it's domain propaganda from invasion. So a, num- a number of types among basic lands. Yes. Not the number of basic lands. Uh, correct. The number of uh, the, the type of basic land. It has domain propaganda. In Neat. this deck, only being three colors, you're paying an extra mana, so four, to make them pay three for every creature that's attacking you. It's not too bad. It, it, it fits in with propaganda when you can't play Ghostly Prison because right. you're not playing white, and it fits in with Crawl Space. So just just another thought there. Neat thing, yeah. It's a good one. Turn four, if we're going back to how to play the deck, I think turn four is cast Nekuzar whenever the fuck you can, right? Because he is not only a draw engine, but he is your kind of like your damage engine, right? Yeah, he's he's the engine of the deck. This is a deck that's not built. It doesn't need Nekuzar to win, but it's so much more efficient with Nekuzar. Yeah, and if you can't cast Nekuzar on turn four further the game plan with Spiteful Visions or Megram or whatever, and then turn five Nekuzar, because he actually costs five. And that's where I was going with the, do we need more mana ramp? Do we need more rocks? Because you want him out on turn four. If you can't, you get him out on turn five, and then you just go to town. And he does, I think that this does kind of require a little bit of setup, and it's again that innocuous setup that we talk about, right? You play a Megram without something like this, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody What's one cares. damage, two damage, whatever. Yeah, I'm not discarding any cards, I'm playing two every turn. Nobody cares. Yeah. And then Nekuzar comes out, now you care. Yeah, Nekuzar comes out, you draw two on turn six, turn five or six, and you cast Windfall or uh, Wheel of Fortune. You draw seven. You have your land for the turn at that point. You play it. You cast Windfall or Wheel of Fortune again. Everybody all of a sudden took 14 damage. Now and, they're wishing they blew up that magma. And if they have their, their Magrim or their Liliana's Caress prior to Nequizar, they've actually taken 28. Yeah, They might be dead. They might be dead. They might be dead if you've got an aggro player sitting at the table that, you know, turn turn three, take six, turn four, take six or seven to that, to a same player, and now 28 points of... Nekuzar killed them. And this could have a really good game against a, an aggro deck because it's got so much you-can't-attack-me crap in it. For sure. Yeah. Well, it's the classic control versus aggro, right? Yep. You know what's the thing? I remember Joe saying, I only have like three creatures in this deck. You have 15. I'm looking at the list. You're a liar, Joe. Yeah, F you, Joe. Budget? Potential cuts? Better options? Do it. Total deck? All in? 577 bucks. 
It's pretty good. Really? Not that bad. Yeah. And I'm looking at the 34 lands. Do I see any dual lands? I do not think he has any. I do see a couple of little ditties that we didn't talk about in Gaia Reach Sanitarium and Mikokoru Center of the Sea. We've talked about those cards at length in other episodes. Those are draw card lands. And I'm also looking at a Bajuka Bog, which can exile a graveyard if you're playing a deck that is um, playing a graveyard strategy. Yeah. Also, potential include Scavenger Grounds, the new one from Amonkhet that exiles all graveyards. Yeah. Land. Very, Very good. good. Especially yeah. in a deck, because you're going to run into eventually somebody that's going to abuse the graveyard. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. they're going to take it. I sit down with a zombie deck, and Joe is playing Nekuzar deck, and I say, thank you for making my hand, a.k.a. my graveyard, a.k.a. Yeah. my hand, way bigger. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm actually drawing 28 cards. I don't have to figure out a way of putting these in over here now. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, bud. Remember we talked about before about getting your, your dink kicked off. That's that's how. Couple couple includes that I don't like. I hate Spellbook, but I love Thought Vessel. They do the same thing. No maximum hand size. Difference is, Spellbook costs zero, Thought Vessel costs two, but it taps for a colorless. So it's a mana rock. Yeah. I like it. It's pretty good. Powers out Nekuzar turn earlier. Yes, it does. Climbing, though, 550 for that. Really? Yeah, actually. It was only ever printed in Commander 2014. Huh. It's 550. Okay, I bet you I have some kicking around then because I have some decks from there. Thought Vessel, closer to Nekuzar, and Spellbook, literal nothing. Sire of Insanity. Punt him. Punt him. Punt him. Right out of the deck. Yep. Play anything else. Like Signets. Signets are going to fix you because you're playing a three-color deck yeah. with no proper duels with uh, fetches. He's probably playing fetches and shocks, though, right? I see, like... The uh, Scalding Turn, Steam yeah, Vents. Steam yep. Vents. Yeah, I see all that stuff. Um, He's got the modern land base. Yeah. And if if that's a little bit outside of your budget, maybe you play more basics with the comes into play, like tapped ones, the Terramorphic Expanse and Evolving Wilds. Myriad Landscape. Myriad Landscape. You can play Signets. And that's going to cut literal hundreds off this deck yep. because, I mean, look at Scalding Tarn is like 50 bucks, yep. And the Shocklands are $30 worth in the deck if there's three of them. So you can cut all kinds of, of uh, money off that. I like also Talismans. These were originally in Mirrodin. They are two mana uh, artifact that you tap for colorless or you tap it for a friendly colored one. So Body like, colors. yeah, black and blue. And it deals one damage to you. You think, why would you play that when you could play like Commander Sphere or whatever? Well, play Commander Sphere. But these Talismans only cost two mana. It's pretty good. It's, it's like two. A, it's like a pain land that you have to invest mana in. Yeah. You're going to get it out because, I mean, you don't need to tap them for colored and take damage. You can tap them for colorless too, just like a pain land. Yeah. So I don't mind those. And they're like a buck each. I'm just thinking of ways to power out Nekuzar because he's the engine, right? You know what I feel is missing from this deck? And I don't know why Joe doesn't play it. Wheel of... The other wheel, the suspend wheel. We talked about suspend last week with Joyer of the Gitu. Yep. Wheel of Fate? Wheel of Fate is the zero drop suspend three. Yeah, it's like you sus- I think it costs two suspend three or something, or three suspend for three, whatever the hell it is. And it's wheel, but you got to wait a couple turns for it. I know that it's too, I know that it's slow, but it's one of those things where when you've got, you can look at your hand and say, ooh, I want to wheel in three turns, but I also want to play Nekusar in three turns. Well, suspend that wheel and then play Nekusar, and the wheel will come in after you've played him, right? Yeah. So that's a thing. Okay. Uh, I've got a couple here just because I like to find funky cards. Nice. That's part of what the show is about. Yes, sir. And when I look at something like Underworld Dreams being in the the main edhrec.com list for Nekusar, what about something like Breath Stealer's Crypt. The hell is that? It's from Visions, so you know it's going to be good. No, we don't. Black, blue, two. Whenever any player draws a card, he or she reveals that card. If the card is a creature card, that player pays three life or discards the card. (laughs) (laughs) So it costs one more. Okay, fine. If they reveal the card and it's a creature, pay three or discard it. Anytime anybody discards a card? Anytime you draw a card. Draw a card. So That's good. They draw cards. They're just going to reveal everything. Yeah, so no, it's in... Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter what they're drawing. They're going to discard it anyway, but I mean, what? It, maybe they're going to bolt themselves to keep that creature because they really want it, and then you're going to wheel it away anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so that card's like $2.87. It's like 40 Canadian. Yeah, and that is actually less than Underworld Dreams. Really? Yep. Huh. You mentioned Sire of Insanity. You know who I like better? Scourge Familiar. You know who I like better than Sire of Insanity? Anybody? Scarecrow. 
<laughs> actual scarecrow, and that card sucks. Yes. Scourge Familiar is good. It lets you discard a card to get a black mana. Yeah. So you're going to use that black mana all day in Nekuzar. Yeah, and if you're going to discard your hand anyway. Exactly. Let's get it. Yeah, and as long as somebody else has like cards in hand if you only have Windfall, discard all your cards and then draw seven, and you have like seven black mana. Yeah. I don't mind that. And if you continue down that route and you want an alternate win condition, what about an Exanguinate? Oh, yeah. Two mainstream? With Scourge Familiar Exanguinate, well, <laughs> what if you did Torment of Hailfire? Yeah. What if you did Death Cloud? Oh, Death Cloud. Death Cloud. So sick. Let's give it a read. Death Cloud is black, 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 X. Each player loses X life, discards X cards, sacrifices X creatures, then sacrifices X lands. So as long as they're at less life than you, and they probably will be because Nekuzar doesn't hurt you, just Death Cloud them. Because if Exanguinate doesn't kill everybody and they still have all their stuff left, they're probably going to crack back. And it's going to hurt. It's, it's going to hurt. It's the old uh, earthquake cane strategy, where as long <laughs> as I have more life than you, I can kill you with this. Yes, exactly. That's how Death Cloud works. And it's going to kill also everything else, including their hands, which means they're going to take additional damage. Well, that does, it does F you up too. Don't care. So if you death cloud for too much, you might lose all of the stuff that's going to make them die from losing their hand, is what I'm saying. Yeah, not if you win. That's not a, they, <laughs> they probably die on the first step, and then they probably then die on the second step, and then they wish they died on the third step, and then they just Then die. they'll stop playing with you on the fourth step. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. And you so, lose a friend. I like that one. The last one is just a strictly better upgrade. Baleful Strix could be... Um, Snapcaster Mage, but that's like a hundred more dollars. And Flood with Recollection, you can pre-order that for a buck. That's the one that lets you cast an instant or get an instant or sorcery card back from your graveyard from Rivals of Ixalan. Yep, that's blue a, blue. That's a cool card. I like that. You just go wheel, uh, Flood with Recollection, wheel again. And that's a better one to draw if you've already wheeled. A Recollection doesn't, or not a, a Recollection. Uh, Baleful Strix. A Reverberate doesn't mean shit. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you draw it and don't have anything to play with it. Whereas this one can pop that wheel back to your hand to play again next turn or two turns later. That's it. Now, the last, last thing, because I know we're crunched for time, but I really like the way that I could I would take this deck if I was going to build it. What if we cut some, some Wrath effects? What if we cut, like, Damnation, that's lots. Blasphemous Act, that's climbing up there. It's a little bit. And what if we, you know, cut 20, 24 bucks by cutting four Wrath cards? And what if we added Glistening Oil... Tainted Strike, Phyresis, Grafted Exoskeleton. So you want to give Nekusar Infect? Yes, you do. You're a dirtbag. Yes, and it would only cost us 90 cents to do that instead of $24. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it takes everybody's life total from 40 to 10. Yes, and then they die. That's like one wheel. Yes. That's like one wheel, take a turn. <laughs> yeah, one wheel. Let me tap die. this temple bell. Die, You're everybody. Piece of shit. Uh, so if you really want to get hurt... That's like physically yeah, in like real life. Physically injured. Yeah. Like if you want to be in a wheelchair, try that. Very good. Yeah. There we go. Card of the week. Card, Card of, the, of week. the week. I think this week we're actually going to go with something kind of controlly and really neat. I lost it here on my screen. We're going to go sudden spoiling. We talked about it earlier. It's that instant with split second for one black black. Target opponent's creatures become zero twos. It's very versatile. It can keep you alive. And in a lot of situations, it can really change the flow of a game in response to something happening. And that's always the mark of a really cool card. Plus, can't be countered. So it's going to happen. And that's awesome. Um, and it costs 66 cents or 66 Canadian dollars. Very so excellent. Brando was reading all that. I was just looking at my phone and a one Mr. Max Crandell from Commander Central Podcast just uh, shot me a message on Twitter about uh, one of our contests or yeah. our giveaways. Right. We should call him sometime. Yeah, maybe. We could do that. We're his second favorite podcast. Second favorite podcast. I'm not going to say that that feels extra bad because we're also the second best podcast on Podomatic's Games and Hobbies section. Yeah, we're always a bridesmaid. But Never that bride. really irks me. So we might have to call Max and tell him that. Yeah. Yep. Someday. Yep. Someday. Okay. So, um, spicy list or milk list? Let's do milk list. Milk list. Milk list, as per edhrec.com, is the most commonly played cards at each converted mana cost in the color pairing that we are talking about. Grixis. Grixis. Grixie, as the French say. <laughs> Pact of Negation at zero. Is Joe Mama playing it? Nope. Soul Ring at one. Yes. Cyclonic Rift at two. Yep. Is he? 
Yeah. Good on you, Joe. That's Wasn't a, he? Yeah, he is, yeah. Yes, okay. Chromatic Lantern at three. No. Solemn Simulacrum at four. No. Gilded Lotus at five. Yes. Flare of the Hatebound at six. Interesting. Yeah, no. Cruel no. Ultimatum at seven. Nope. Nickel Bolas Planeswalker at eight. Nope. Blasphemous Act at nine. Yep. Yes, he is. Jin Kataxis Court Auger, that dick at ten. Oh, I hate that guy. Yeah. But he's not in this deck, so that's okay. Okay. Temporal Trespass at 11. Nope. That's the dredge take extra turn one. It the Betrays at 12. Nope. Emmercool at 13. Nope. Dinkmouth Infusion at 14. Hell no. He should be instead of playing Sire of Insanity. Yeah. I don't even know what Blinkmouth does. Who cares? Um, Emmercool the Eons Torn 15. Nope. Draco at 16. Nope. I can't believe that more people are playing It the Betrays than Kozilek at 12. Yeah. Or at 10. What What is Kozilek again? 10. Kozilek's at 10. So 10 is... um. Jenga Taxis, no way. Maybe the price tag, hey? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, four milkless matches. That's pretty good, Joe. And Jenga Taxis will probably be pretty good in this deck, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, spicy calculator. At the time of the uh, list making, 2,336 Nekuzar decks. By far the most popular Grixis colored commander. Yeah, by more than a third. Yeah, by, I think it was like 700 decks or something. Yeah, that's so lots. There's lots of Nekusar lists out there. Okay, so three tutors in the list. Good on you, Joe, for not having too many tutors and keeping it spicy. Number one, Grixis commander. 3.39 converted mana cost on average. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, that speaks to Joe being that kind of more competitive thing like we talked about at the top of the episode. Yeah, and you know what? When you're looking at the kind of cards that go in this deck, like Magrim versus Liliana's Caress, in that case, you play both of them. Yep. But let's say something like Psychosis Crawler came out. Instead of costing five, costed four. Auto-include. Yep. Right? So over time, this deck will get cheaper because cool little cards will get printed that take advantage of that correct okay critical turn i said five because that's the turn that you cast nekuzar on if yeah. nekuzar is alive on your turn six you could win the game yes i mean and if you can cast them on turn four i think turn five is probably still your critical turn because that's the turn where you're just going to start bomb slapping everybody yeah i don't know what a bomb slap bomb is. bomb slap that's a slap where you just throw a bomb at them instead of slapping them okay yeah we have a cat named bones and I said I was going to give him a boner bomb one time. And Kyla was like, what's a boner bomb? And I said, that's where I just throw a grenade at Bones and I run away. <laughs> yes. And she's like, Brando, I can't believe you would even say something like that. <laughs> so excellent. Okay. Optimal game size, four. Everybody hates Nekuzar. The least players you have to beat, the better. Yes. But okay. in one-on-one, -on -one, you just get, again, bomb slapped. Yeah, he's not fast enough. You, nope. you look at the other Grixis commanders in any game smaller than four players. And, like, I mean, you've got Kess. You've got, uh, well, I guess a couple builds of Kess are faster. You've got Anala. She costs five and is probably more powerful than Nekizar. You've got Thraxamunder. Uh, he's kind of fallen out of favor, but God, even Lord of Tressorhorn is faster than Nekizar if you give him Infect. So I say optimal game size of four, critical turn of five, uniqueness rating. Now, Nekizar probably falls victim to Zada effect more than anybody else. Maybe even more than Zada. Yeah. Right? Because there's only so many wheel effects that you've got to jam into the deck. So Joe's deck is only eight cards different than the stock list on EDHREC.com. Ooh. Yeah. Uniqueness rating very low, meaning his spice rating, 20. Ooh. Way to go, Joe. Yeah. Now, you if, white bread son of a bitch. That's right. Now, if you could maybe get that uniqueness rating up to 20 playing some crazy cards because there's so many Nekuzar lists he's so popular you're only going to go up to 27 spicy still not very spicy yeah, it's hard like if you, even if you're going to just pad the numbers it's barely worth it yeah because we'd still say ooh it's still Nekuzar spicy. you're still going to cast wheels and, and windfalls it's still the same deck you give him infect you are narrowing your strategy making it more unique because not very many people do that but people are still going to go ooh Nekuzar Infect. That's even worse. Yeah, right? And, so And they'll stomp your face. Yeah, you're kind of damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. I think the best thing nekazar has got going for him is his sick ass picture. Yes. It's very I, scary. People I might be like intimidated it. and be like, oh, don't yep. want to attack that guy. For sure. And the best thing that Joe's got going for him is that we're gonna come and crash his wedding and eat all his food so it doesn't go to waste. Yes. And drink his beer. Yes. There better be beer. What part of you would believe that Joe wouldn't have beer at his wedding? Is there anything that would indicate to you in our time knowing Joe that he would not have beer at his wedding? That's right. Good, good, good on you, Joe. All right, so that's our second episode in our friendship arc. 
and we will be moving on. Who are we doing next week? Do you, do we have any plans for who we're going to do next? We don't have a plan yet, but we are hooking up with all of our buddies and forcing one of them to put a list on Tapped Out for us. Correct. I think uh, Little Ben and JJ and... Maybe Joel? Joel will probably. Joel said he'd build us something. I think Evan's stuff, all of them are on... Oh, yeah, that's Tapped right, but he was already. in like uh, Sweden Town or something, like, or in Switzerland you, or... Just somewhere overseas. Was, yeah, anyway. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Wherever the hell he is, I don't know. F you. Yeah. F you for being gone. And F you for being back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> F that guy. So anyways, that's our second episode of our arc of friendship. We're going with a more competitive, modern player, and this is what you end up with when you end up building decks with that kind of a mindset. So we've presented that to you as well. And next week, we're going to do something probably a little bit more brew-intensive on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Did it.